I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Bigger, bigger. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Alexa, connect me to Andy Gray. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I went to see if I could get an Alexa, but they'd sold out. <laughs> no, they hadn't. <laughs> Funnily enough, you might just be able to hear in the background. Mine is talking to me, and so we're I can both... hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd better explain. I hope you're uh, up to speed and uh, join us on a regular basis. Andy promised me three weeks ago he was going to buy Alexa. <laughs> Hasn't done, yeah. didn't do. Um, here we are now at some distance again, 3,500 miles apart. Yeah. Um, obviously, as everybody's aware now, Alexa, my end works, your end <laughs> Uh, yeah. hasn't yet materialised. Anyway, no, you, you, no, you, my name's work, Richard yeah. Keyes. Let's, let's get the housekeeping done. Oh, my yeah, name's yeah, Richard yeah. Keyes. This is yeah. uh, this is the Keys and Grey podcast. Um, thank you for joining us uh, from wherever in the world it is you're listening. Now you've found us, tell your mates where we are. And I hope that not just uh, something of a, a chuckle today, but uh, s- some serious football talk along the way as well. Now, where are you? Why are you? How are you? Me? Yes. Well, I am in the UK. Um, as most people who listen to the podcast will know, I had a, a knee replacement done about uh, 12 weeks ago mm-hmm. and it went extremely well. So just to finish it off, it's got a little bit stiff, Richard, so it has to be manipulated. Um, so I've just nipped back in between the season finishing, basically, uh, and the Euros to have it manipulated so I can bend it a little bit more. And that's going to happen on June the 1st. And when that's done, I shall be back with you in Qatar, ready for the Euros. Right, well, let's get one or two things straight. You haven't nipped back. You've had to bounce via, where did you go? Via? Uh, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. And you now hold up for 12 days, and I told you it was 12 days. No, it's not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, I've, it's 10 whole days. Yeah. 10 whole days, plus the yeah. day you check in and the day you leave. Yeah. So it's 12 days. Yeah. And yeah. How, yeah. how is your latest lockdown experience? Um. Not the best fella. No, I have to be honest. Seriously, Andy, because others are are being confronted by that. I, look, you 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 know my political leanings. You you know my yeah. view on an awful lot of what no, has happened I and the shambles that... that the Tory government have delivered us. So tell me and... what what it is you are currently experiencing and what it is those who are <laughs> travelling abroad shortly are going to end up having to endure. Well, as someone who has had COVID. Um, who probably has antibodies, who has been fully vaccinated and who has tested negative three times in the last week. Um, what I've had to do when I when I got here, I had to, instead of flying direct from Doha, and I don't know why, uh, I had to fly to Frankfurt, then get another on another plane with 75 people I'd never seen before, um, and another plane, and fly into the UK where 70 of them 
disappeared into the ether. Exactly. And, exactly. And I, I mean, it's and I, <laughs> and I, yeah, I and five blowing others, all this. I and five others ended up with the hotel. Um, it is very much security driven. Every single emergency exit has a has a guard at it, a guard, a security guy at it. Um, I open my door, and the security guy at the end of the corridor jumps up as if uh, no one can go. So I've got 10 days here. It's a very small room. Um, but uh, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. And yeah, but you see, you, 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 well, you know, you know my feeling on it. We, yeah, we, no. we, 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 the, we agree about many things. Politically, we're from different sides of the line. Um, if, if this had happened when COVID was first spoken of in the UK, I don't think we'd have lost so many people. And I think that by now, we'd have been a good deal further ahead than we are. That's my firm belief um for someone like yourself andy double vaccinated someone who has had covid uh to, to have to now at your cost 1725 pounds plus two covid tests at 300 yeah, each yeah, that's 600 yeah. more uh to, i had to, to do to, that myself this morning yeah I did exactly my school test, yeah. uh that that's this is ser- this is serious money and 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 mm. he's getting away with murder boris and 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 <laughs> literally murder and I, I use that word advisedly anyway we shouldn't probably be preaching on on politics should we we should be talking about football but it, it, I, I, I know it, you i know you get a bit fired up about it, that. It, I know, I honestly it's just it's wrong it's just totally wrong and you flying from here a country where I, i've been vaccinated for three months i know i know I know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's just, I said it's very this. strange. Put it that way. I mean, a year ago, when I came back from Qatar, a year ago, Richard, last last summer, um, I I quarantined at home quite comfortably. It was okay. And mm. now, even though I'm vaccinated and I've had it and I've had tested negative three times the last week, um, I'm be, I've been railroaded into this hotel, um, and I'm stuck here for the next. Eight days. If you want me, to, if you want me to head off on another rant, talk to me about amber amber list countries as well. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! If you start that, I'm off. <laughs> I said this this week. I'll repeat it now. The best headline I've seen all season long: Mirror Sport back page Go Monday ahead. game set and match Becker. What a great headline! <laughs> <laughs> That's of course after the winner at West Brom for Liverpool yeah. from Allison on on the Sunday. And inside the Mirror Monday excelled themselves uh, to celebrate Leicester's cup win. Fantastic, Mr. Fox, which of course yeah. was a reference yeah. to Brendan Rodgers. Which okay. I, I, so top top marks uh, yeah. to everybody at uh, Mirror Sport. Now, how many times down the years have you called me a conspiracy theorist? Because I don't believe what people tell me. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot, I think. <laughs> and how many yeah. times down the years yeah. have you ended up saying to me, do you know what, Keezy, well, you, you were right to question that. Well, if I've called you a conspiracy theorist about 100 times, yeah. I would say it's 50-50. It's got to be 50-50. I don't think it is. I think you're way off. I think <laughs> I think it's maybe 90-10. <laughs> Here's another example, okay? No, no, you've been right more times than 10, Keezy. Don't do, <laughs> don't do yourself down. The Super League. I said oh, to yeah. you, I knew you would mention that today. I've read the papers this morning and I thought, oh dear, here we go. First topic of conversation. I today said will to be you, Super League. There are others. There are, to, to quote a now famous phrase that I used once as we left a previous employer, there yeah. are dark forces at work. I yeah. quote you today from a piece from the New York Post. And I want, I want to take some time. I'm not going to read the whole article. I advise anyone that's interested in um, uh, pursuing the truth as I am and continue to do. Um, I, 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 I am obsessed with newspapers, as Andy knows. You, are, you sent me it this morning, this article. Yes. I did have a re- so, yeah. tucked away in the pages and pages of financial and legal jargon that constitute the founding contract of the Super League, the failed project that last month briefly threatened the century-old structures and economics of European soccer, were references to one essential requirement. The condition was deemed so important that the organisers agreed that the breakaway plan could not succeed without satisfying it, and yet was so secret that it was given a code name even in contracts <laughs> among the founders. Uh, those documents, copies of which were reviewed by the New York Times, refer to the need for the Super League founders to strike an agreement with an entirely obliquely labelled W01, but easily identifiable as, Andrew... <laughs> FIFA. Soccer's global governing body. That agreement, the document said, was an essential condition for the implementation of the SL project. No, no, no. 
No, the head of FIFA said he was categorically against it. Yes, he did. Come on. <laughs> he came out full support of everybody else. He was not getting his nod of approval. No way. Well, what, what actually you're right about was he, he did publicly state that he was against a closed shop of a Super League. And what ah. we all missed was the fact that those that were pushing ahead with a Super League changed their plans to ensure it wasn't a closed shop, but there would be an invitation to five clubs on an annual basis. So that got around the minutiae of the wording from FIFA. I quote you the last two paragraphs in this article. Uh, The last three paragraphs. Today, only three teams, Perez's, this is uh, Perez of Real Madrid, of course, Juve and Barcelona, remain as holdouts, refusing to sign a letter of apology demanded by UEFA as a condition of their reintegration into European soccer. I hate soccer. This is from America, football. I know, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah. and if they don't sign, all three face significant penalties, including a potential ban from the Champions League. Infantino, meanwhile, faces pressures of his own, not to mention accusations of betrayal. The head of the Spanish league, Javier Tabas, who we've discussed often on this podcast, yes. openly called him one of the masterminds behind the breakaway league and said <laughs> he had told Infantino as much when the men met briefly at the UEFA Congress. It's he who is behind the Super League, and I already told him in person, Tabas said this month. I've said it before, and I will say it again. Behind all of this is FIFA president Gianni Infantino. Wow. There ends the sermon. How did you survive that, then? Well, the same as too many others, Andy, in these similar circumstances, uh, smoke Mm. and mirrors, and and there will be denials, of course, um, inevitably, um, JP Morgan, I said to you many times, yeah. were not the financiers of the Super League. The money was coming from elsewhere, from a yeah. Middle Eastern country um, yeah. that, that have money to burn in this respect. Uh, there, not there was, us. There not, was, not us. Yes, no. there was too much going on around and about it for us to be able to believe what we were served when the Super League reared its head. One one of the spectacular failures. Although the three clubs that I've mentioned continue to believe that there is a formula that will see some kind of Super League going forward. That much is true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know they do that, don't they? Yeah. Um, Amazing, amazing. And and it'll be locked horns between Infantino and uh, Chefferin, I think, uh, going forward. But I, I, I just found that fascinating, that article. Doubtless it won't get picked up by the British press, but it has had some airing here on Keys and Grey, the podcast. <laughs> so, have you enjoyed your last week, Andrew, in amongst all of the international travel that you've, you've had well, to do? Well, it'd be fair to say uh, I've had better weeks, which I'd be fair to say that. <laughs> but, in fairness, your, your football and your football club have excelled themselves, haven't they? Oh, yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, that was, it's been a quite magnificent season, without a doubt. Um, culminating beautifully at the end, at the end with, a, with, with, you know, remaining unbeaten all season. What wonderful! And we're talking Rangers for those who don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're talking Rangers, Invincibles. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. Rangers. Uh, this group that stopped the ten, and, and and ten is the holy grail for both clubs in in Glasgow. Yes. Uh, both have been close and both have come up short. But what, what for Rangers fans, Andy, and, and the reason I'm on this subject is we're about mm-hmm. to speak to, to someone who knows the football club inside out. Oh, um, yes. For Rangers fans, what made this one particularly special? Well, what made it particularly special, even though you continue to rib me about it um, <laughs> and you will get plenty stick off Rangers fans, so I'm going to tell you. Yes, no, it's not our first league title. But they title. know I'm only no. joking. I know they do. I know they do. <laughs> or at least it's, it, I it, hope it was they actually, do. <laughs> it was our 55th league title, which for Rangers fans makes us the most successful football club in the world with regards to league titles, national league titles. Um, an amazing achievement. Um, so not only did we stop Celtic winning 10 in a row, which would have been very hard to take, mm. uh, we achieved our own piece of history. So, uh, And going invincible. I mean, it's just, listen, the season, I don't think if Steven, Steven Gerrard had written down his plans and his, his aims for the season, he would have even, and his wildest dreams would have written down all that. No. No, well, few, few are able to few i mean it's other than arsen wenger who actually 
motivated an invincible season out of his yeah. team and believed it was possible. I can't think of too many people that would be of that opinion. It's an extraordinary achievement at whatever level, in whatever league, to go a whole season unbeaten. And uh, I, I speak as an independent, as you know, Mm-hmm. So, so I am also able to offer an opinion as to what happened to Rangers. Uh, a couple of things I would like to say. One, I'm not certain. In fact, I am. I don't think Ali McCoist has ever <laughs> been given the credit that he deserves for keeping it together and delivering the initial baby steps that took Rangers almost mm-hmm. from oblivion mm-hmm. back to where they are now. I think his his contribution... And I don't know why. It's not my club. No, and there may be many no. good reasons why, Andy. I don't know why his contribution hasn't significantly been recognised. Yeah. Uh, for me, what happened to Rangers, I I still struggle to come to terms with a number of allegations that led to a decision to relegate them from Scotland's top league to League Four. Um mm. I know that Charles Green, and that name uh, stirs a lot of anger amongst oh, Rangers yes. fans, but <laughs> yes, it does. one thing Charles Green, I think, was right about, one thing, was that if he if he joined England's National League at the time of Rangers' greatest distress and worked the pyramid from that position, it yeah. would be fascinating now where Rangers might be. Fascinating. Might, be, might well be in the Premier League. Well... If, 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 I mean, it, well, they might. well, they might have done it, would have required a little bit of uh, trickery regards the, 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 uh, mm-hmm. the, the laws and regulations surrounding the yeah, yeah. Premier League of England and Wales. So, yes. but, but, you know, he had a plan, Andy, that, that, yes, he did. Wasn't, wasn't m- madness. Um, anyway, Rangers have survived the turmoil and have returned to the top. And that's why I think this one must, for Rangers fans, taste. And I'm just—I'm going to get battered by Celtic fans. I know that. No, that's, let me let me let me once again state my—it's not my club. I just look at it as an independent. I've never yeah, known a punishment handed down in any court of law in any scenario in the world before a verdict, <laughs> and and that's what happened with Rangers. And and from that point, they've clawed themselves back, as I said, almost from oblivion to a, a title that I think few would, would say, and obviously Celtic fans would argue, few would say they don't deserve, Andy. I think it's been a remarkable, remarkable achievement. Oh, no, they've deserved it. I mean, you only have to look at the stats, Richard. I mean, the other thing I forgot to mention is 102 points. I mean, quite staggering mm. uh, return uh, for Rangers. It, it was it was magnificent. I mean, I, and I don't know how they kept it going, I'm quite honest. I know there are people who don't uh, know much about the Scottish League, We'll go, well, it's a much easier to, to do it in Scotland than it is in England. It's, no, it's, it's actually not because, no. you you know, you only need to be off once. You only need to be off colour once and you, you lose a game. And, and before you know it, that's gone. And for Rangers to have the consistency over, what, the 38 games that they had in the league, to have bad days, and we did. We had some awful performances, not many, but one or two that could have cost us. But you win games other ways. You know, you win it by grit, by determination, by hunger, um, by the by determination not to not to lose a game. So there were lots of other things by the coach making the right decision at the right time on a substitution that was, was so pivotal in certain games. So there's lots of things have to go right, and Arsene Wenger will tell you that. Plus, you need a bit of luck. No one's going to deny that along the way, when you amass 102 points in a league, that you've had a bit of luck along the way. Of course you have. Mm. And people would be foolish to deny that doesn't happen. But... For the vast majority, I think Rangers have been terrific. Uh, they've been a joy to watch for the vast majority of the season. They've played really good football. Uh, haven't depended on one person to get all their goals, although the, <laughs> although our captain, Tavernier, has done a pretty good job of rewriting, <laughs> rewriting record books for a fullback <laughs> goal scoring. Yeah. I mean, that might take some beating his total of goals this season. But we haven't depended on like Morellas for the whole season to get us all the goals. Goals have been spread around the team and everyone's chipped in. The whole group has chipped in and and I'm sure Stephen would say the exact same about his backroom staff, Gary McAllister and others, that they've all played their part and get to where we are. And and I just hope now um, there'll be much talk about Stephen Gerrard and his future. I'm sure they will, Kesey, and, and whether uh, Rangers can fulfil his ambitions. And I'm sure he has them. Well, they can't. I'm sure he has them. Rangers can't. Well, 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 maybe our guests will. You know, well, 
Rangers can't. Let, let's be realistic about that. Rangers cannot I, I fulfil Stephen's ambitions. He has I done a remarkable job. It's a. It's been a wonderful learning curve. But Stephen will want to manage at yeah. the very highest level. Now yes. Rangers is a massive football club. I get that all over the world, but it cannot compete. And this is why I said if Charles Green had taken it in the direction he wanted to, who knows? But Rangers can't compete beyond the group stage of the Champions League, nor Celtic. That's a fact. So you can't yeah. you can't fulfill Stephen's ambition. He will want to manage a club to the ultimate achievement of winning a Champions League, which means at some point he moves on and and and, yeah, and, and life goes on after that. I did argue, an argument with a couple of pals of ours in, in, in Doha, a couple of Rangers fans, as you'll know who they are, and, and Blair and Ewan, and we were talking about this. Um, they were saying, ah, you know, Ewan's a big, big Rangers fan, and he was so pleased about it all. They said, yeah, well, Stephen, he'll be there for, for the, he'll be there for the, the whole the whole road. And I said, mm, I don't, I'm not no. so sure. No, he won't. Um, you know, I, I, I said, what can we, what can we offer him? What can we say? Well, we've got Champions League football, yes, but how far can we go? Can we win the Champions League? No. <laughs> Is it is it in the same place? <laughs> Sorry, when... I shouldn't laugh. No, you shouldn't. But we can. Simple no, fact is no. we can. You know, is there money for Stephen? You know, when Graham Souness went there, Richard, just just shooting off at a tangent, basic for a minute. When when Graham went there, it was a different animal. It could buy the best players from wherever. It could pay the best players, and that's when we went really close. When Marseille, I think, beat us in the semi final, and that was very very close to Rangers being right at it. Now. Stephen Gerrard's not in a position and never will be at the moment, and, and I don't think we will be ever again, be in a position to tempt the best players in England and Europe to come to Glasgow and play. I just don't think we're in that. Well, there's two, that two, things, Andy, two things, Andy, that make that impossible. One, at the, the time you're talking about, let's not forget English clubs were banned from Europe. And from they're, Europe, exactly. they're the, the very best English players only, only could compete in Europe through Scottish football. And secondly, Marseille didn't beat you in a semi-final. Marseille cheated you in a semi-final. Yeah, well, we and subsequently, that, uh, that was <laughs> yeah. proven to be the case, as we well know. Speak to Mark Haitley about that. So yeah. uh, let's also call that one. Um, but no, I, 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 and, and I also underline my credentials as an independent because for three years I was a Celtic fan, as you well know. So I, I, I no, mean, no, no, no. as far as we're concerned, you're still a Celtic fan because you just can't switch allegiance whenever you like it. You nailed your colours to the mast when we, Gordon, was manager of Celtic, and I refused to have you back. In the blue of it. <laughs> well, as I said, I, I, I cross the divide. I am unique in that respect. And I'll tell you what's lovely, and this is what I don't think anybody that goes to the football grounds on a Saturday to watch Rangers and Celtic play understands, is that, that the camaraderie that exists between the players that represent yeah. both clubs. And I've, I've seen it firsthand here, and, and I'm not suggesting for a minute that, that you know, it, it's not important, um, but John Collins, Lambert, um, we Gordon, you know, th th these people like yourself on the other side, Mark Haitley, Koister, who's been out here, it matters. It matters yeah, deeply. Believe it. But yeah, there's yeah. also a respect for the individual professional that they're looking into yes. the eyes of, isn't there? And, yeah. and, and, and that's a wonderful thing. And I mean that. It's a wonderful thing to witness, as I have done firsthand. Uh, and, and, and I think that, yeah, all right, go at it, hammer and tongs when the old firm meet. <laughs> But oh, yes. there's there's a there's a whole host of different friendships on that same pitch, isn't there? You better believe it. Yeah, you better believe it. There is. Yeah, absolutely. So we should introduce our guest, Andrew. Um, yes, and I'm yes. very much looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, I, I I should at this point again state my um, case. I I have. On the basis I wouldn't mention 1987, he said he would, <laughs> he said he would talk, talk to us today. So yeah. I now have to abide by what it is that I've said. Ah, but I never said I wouldn't mention 1987. No, you didn't. Um, no. And, and, and you know me well. There's always a way. So yeah, there's always a way. There will be a way. Yeah. Let, let's introduce our guest this week, uh, the legendary Rangers yeah. captain. What was it? Seven out of nine he won? Was he there? No, 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 no. Captain all nine. Jeez. All nine. He was captain for all nine, uh, nine in a row and won 18, 18 trophies at Ibrooks. That's extraordinary. Uh, yeah. Richard Goff from Stateside. Richard, how are you? Richard. I'm well. I'm well, Richard. I'm well. Excellent. I'm well, but Andy, are you well for me as well? 
I'm good. I'm, I'm good at it. <laughs> you were with it that Saturday. Oh, Richard was just doing the interview. Are you sure, Goffey? I, I, I just, I just, allow that, Goffey. I, I need to. The sidekick. The sidekick. Goffey, two things to explain. One, he and I are three and a half thousand miles apart again yes. because he's back in the UK for manipulation on okay. a knee replacement. So occasionally we may be blethering over the top of each other. Um, that's that's oh, the first thing to okay. say. So secondly, he's already made one gross error, introducing okay. you as having won only 18 medals in Scotland. I think that that's incorrect. Would no, I no, be no, right? Dundee United, I know. You didn't know. You didn't know. <laughs> I did. You're, just, you're a liar. You um, had no... Goffey, put him straight. <laughs> Well, it is 18. 18 with Rangers, Richard, yes. and one with Dundee United, 19. which was the 38th anniversary about uh, six days ago. Was it really? Of getting wow. that, that, that first medal, yeah. May the 14th. Wow. May the 14th, 1983, Andy. Wow. Well, you're just a baby, Goffey, you? May the 14th, 1983. Yeah, just, just turned 21. Not long, yeah. And I thought, I thought, oh, this is easy. This is going to happen like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> was that, you, you were obviously working with Wee Jim then, weren't you, Goffey, aye? Yes, uh-huh. yes, fantastic, yes. fantastic uh, brain, fantastic yeah. tactical, uh, but yeah. just couldn't handle, just couldn't handle people. Just, why didn't you know, he take? Why handle. didn't he take Rangers, Goffey? Why do you think he never took Rangers? Just while we're at it, sorry. I just, I just don't think, I just don't think he could have handled it, Andy. Really? You know, I mean, he, 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 um, he, he him and Doris, a great place and brought if they up and done. He, I think um, it just would have been too much. Uh, I really do, you know. Um, and I think he was happy at Dundee United. Yeah. He had a good, you know, a good, good squad at that time. Um, you know, played in Europe every year. Most of the time got to the quarterfinals in Europe yeah. with, a, you know, the squad that he had. And, yeah. um, and he, you know, he was, uh, he was ahead of his time. And yeah. just in a lot of the things that he yeah, did, you know, I, I look back now and I just think he's ahead of his time. I mean, he got, you were one of the, the few, myself included, that kind of escaped uh, wait, yeah. from, from, from Paradise, <laughs> you know. Um, you at a young age, myself, there wasn't, there wasn't many, you know, Kevin Gallagher. But I mean, the players that he kept there, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, David Nery should have played for, David Nery could have played for anyone. Anybody, yeah. You know, um, anyone. And, uh, you know, Paul Sturrock was a really yeah. fantastic player. Ralphie Moan was a, you know, a real good player when he was a youngster up there. You know, some, some terrific players up there. Um, just a couple of things, and, gentlemen. But he kept them there. He kept them, he kept them there on those uh, 20-year contracts. Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> 20 years. They had. Just a couple of things. Uh, uh, I, my yeah. career my career didn't go as I had planned for a number of yeah. different reasons. But one, one of the <laughs> right. things that I am envious of, obviously, is, is of those of you who played. Now, you just said at 21, you won your first medal. Andy? Yes? At 21, what were you doing? Um, oh, 21, Richard. I was being voted the player of the year in England. Uh, young player. And player's player. So I think I might have had a wee bit of coffee there. No medals, though. No medals, though. It shouldn't, shouldn't caught up with me. <laughs> Sorry, Goffey. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't resist that. that. <laughs> no, no. Just setting him up. Setting him up. Uh, I mean, when I got, when I, when I made my day before the Scotland team, Richard, I was just, I was 20. Myself and uh, Charlie Nicholas made our debut on the same night um, against Switzerland in March of 30th, 83. So we then went, we had, um, we played England, uh, Northern Ireland and Wales, you know, with the the end of the season, like it used to be back in the day. The home internationals, yeah. The home internationals, yeah. And, uh, and um, I was introduced to to Mr. Andy Gray during that day. I was, I was just 21, and I had this great header against Wales. And who knocked it in from about a yard? Took my goal away from me. By the way, if I hadn't been there, I would have put it in. 
Why, why am I, why am I surprised to hear this? And Andy just, held, <laughs> Andy just held it over the line with his Keezy, knee or something. Let me talk to you about it. You're, you're a goal scorer, Richard. You know what it's about. I understand, Andy. I know where you're coming Listen, from. Yes. You know, you, you, you have, somebody can do a lot of the work. Goffey was magnificent. Yeah. Great leap. Great header of the ball. Right? But had Mr. Gray not been a yard off the line poaching, as usual, yeah. the yeah. ball would never have... Two, two things, Andy, I never. would say here. Two things. One, as we've said many times down the years, if centre-halves could play, they would be centre-forwards. That's the first thing. And I would also add... For I would sure. also add sure. that I saw the very same thing happen at Old Trafford. Rushy, who spent years trying to score against Manchester United, he's watching a ball roll over the line, scoreboard end, when Craig Johnston nipped in and no. nicked his goal. So, <laughs> <laughs> these things happen, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, did you ever get to play against uh, him, though, Goffey? No, I don't think yes. so. Yes, when I, when, when I, yes, I did, Andy. When, uh, when I was at Tottenham... Um, uh, you were playing for Everton. No, it would have been Wolves, wouldn't it? No, no. No, would have been. You were an old man by then. It would be Everton. No, it wasn't Wolves. Oh, it would have been Everton. Was it West Brom? Mid, mid, oh, mid West Brom. 80. Yes. Oh, even further down his career. Sorry, 86. Richard. Yes. 86, yes. 86, 87. I don't think oh, it, was. It. it was. Was it Everton? No, it was. No, it would have been uh, Aston Villa second time round. Aston Villa. That's what it was. Aston Villa. Because I'd so left Everton. Aston Villa. And Mr. Gray, um, at that stage, was very nice to me before the game. How are you going, Goffy? Great to see you. And as soon as the game started, he, he uh, put one right on me, you know? Right, and right, you know? But and I was I getting, Gary, Mab- Goffy, you were Mabby, better than me Mabby. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mabsy, can you look after this fucking shit? <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't want to get another broken nose. Right, Goffey, you were younger, fitter and stronger than uh, me then. I was right. I was just about on my last legs. Uh, <laughs> I also oh, know Goffey. There's, I learned, I learned, I learned, there's I learned a, a lot from Kizzy because he, before the ball came, when to, whenever before the ball came into Andy, he used to jump early. Yes, he used to jump really early, yes. and it used to, it used to as a centre back, it used to muck with your timing, you know, of the ball because when he jumped early, you you kind of you had a stutter, so you weren't you weren't going for it as cleanly as you normally went for it. So you had a, you had a few uh, wee secrets in there that used to <laughs> used to upset you as a centre back, you know. Well, when he was a baby, Goffey, when he when he first came down, eh? Frank, when he was a baby, when he first came yeah. south, and Frank yeah. McClintock told me this story many years ago, playing for Queens Park Rangers, him and right. David Webb, I think, oh, and this oh, I this that. this yeah. young cannon, right. this young cannonball. Um, uh, unleashed himself <laughs> yeah. between the two of them, and I think Frank eventually had to say to him, "Listen, son, if you keep doing that, you're not going to end this game in very good condition." <laughs> uh, fearless, absolutely fearless, and and yeah, um, always been fearless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But how how did you how did always you as, as someone who enjoyed playing football as a centre back? How did you yes. how did you handle someone like him? It was difficult, and there was a lot. There was a there was a lot of uh, players, you know, of that of that um, in that era, should I say, when I come down to England, or even in Scotland. Not so much in Scotland, but in, in England, there was a lot, you know. You know, like you know, I was coming into a very good Tottenham team at the time, and uh, who, who we played football, but we had, we obviously had to we had center center forwards in that era. Justin, uh, you know, Fashionu. Mm. We had Fashionu, John oh, Fashionu yeah. up front in <laughs> Wimbledon. We had, uh, we had uh, the boy I was terrified of, the boy uh, Mick Harford. Um, oh, no, you're not alone. You know, I think, <laughs> you know no, because Gary Mabber Gary Mab said, you got to watch him, Goffey, you know. And then, I was a captain at Tottenham at that time. And we went into the we went into the referee's room. The two captains used to go into the referee's room before the game. And he would tell you what, you know, what he expected and what he didn't expect. And, and Mick Harford was the captain of Luton at that time. So I come, I come into the dressing room, and he's got a Vaseline across the top of the eyebrows. He's just in his, he's just in his underpants, and he's coming as. A, and I'm thinking, we got in a boxing match here. Or we, he's just like, you know. And Madge says, "Oh, just be careful of him, Goffey." I says, "Well, I says, hopefully you can challenge him most of the time." You know, we both trying to stay away from him the whole game. You know, like you know, oh, it's unbelievable. But at that time, there was different. Um, 
uh, different types of centre forwards, and you know a lot, a lot more aerial, a lot more aerial play, you know, around about that time. So, yeah, that was... but you had to be aggressive, Richard. You had to be aggressive back. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a centre back. I wasn't scared of anyone, you know. But, but <laughs> if you told me who I wouldn't fancy playing against every week, it would be Mick Harford, you know. Oh, Mick Harford would be up there, Goffey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was he was a studio but there guest was a few, once. and there was a few. Yeah, there was a few. I mean, there was a few. Uh, you know, there's. I mean, oh, I could, could go on with stories about <laughs> Mick Harford, but uh, I don't think I want to tell too many. But um, I'll tell one, Goffey. He was a studio uh, guest once at Luton for a cup tie. Uh, the oh, night yeah. John Hartson announced himself. Newcastle, I think, Andy, wasn't it? That's it. And, Newcastle, um, yeah. It was. We, we always liked a, a, a chuckle in the studio because I, I was always of the opinion mm-hmm. if if we laugh our way onto air, you know, guys that are joining us who don't understand what it's like to be in a studio, lights, cameras, you're out of your own comfort zone. Put me on, I always said, put yes, me on a football definitely. pitch and I'd look a mug uh, to be to be honest, but, yeah. but bringing somebody into our environment, it's it's intimidating. So we'd always mess about and have yeah. a laugh. But when Mick Harford sat down at Luton, I looked into his eyes and I thought, no, I, I no. Nah. I think this is the one night we're going <laughs> to yeah. play this straight. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm not going to say anything here Good that he might yeah. object to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, story, the story I got told was that, you know, obviously I'm playing with, but Gascoigne came up to our place at ages and he tells me a story when they're in the England team and Mick had played for England. He yeah. was in the England squad. He says, and Gascoigne, he's a Geordie and he, he, the, the two of them go out for a pint. They shouldn't have been out for a pint, just near to where they were staying. And Gascoigne said, he says, I'm having a pint, go off here. He says, and Mick says to me, these two big bricklayers come in and they've got the big hard jackets on and, you know, they came into the pub and Mick looked over at them and, they, and he said to Gascoigne, tell that boy over there not to keep looking at me. <laughs> Gascoigne went, not looking at you, Mick, you know? He went, oh, he is. He said, so Gascoigne went up and said to the two boys, look, my friend's about mad, just don't look at him, you know? And the boys went, we're not looking at him. What's his, what's his problem anyway? All right. That was it, and Mick just loved it. And he'd beat the two boys up or something, and that was it. You know, he's yeah. like, Gasker, he says that he was under the table. Gasker was under the table. He said he just loved the fight, you know. So I was like, oh. so I got chills. I got chills going up my, my back, you know. Uh, so Gasker said he was a. When Gasker says he's a maniac, then. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, I'm, exactly, I'm going, exactly, Goffey, I'm yeah. going quiet here for a couple of minutes. I've been a bit selfish in taking too much of your time. I want you two to talk about Rangers, yeah. and I want to enjoy listening to it. Right. Okay. Okay, talk to me about this season, Goffey. What were your general uh, impressions of this season? Were you, were, did you expect the kind of season we had? I know we all wanted to win it, to stop 10 in a row and win 55, yes. but you couldn't yes. surely have expected the season we got. No, no, no Rangers supporter in their in their right mind, um, and they would, would thought we would um, win the season. You know, we hoped, of course, we had hope, mm-hmm. but after what happened last year, you know, when we're getting a wee bit closer, but we failed. You know, and um, no, they Celtic were massive favourites coming into the season, and um, you know, I take my hat off to Steven Gerrard. And the players. I mean, to go through a season undefeated, Andy, that's not that's not been done since, I don't know, 1890 or something, 1899, mm. I, I read the other day. You know, so I take my hat off to them for that, you know. And um, I do think, and it, there was a mention of it last night on the, on the, on the, one of the games I was watching last night, one of the English games, um, that the way, the way Steven Gerrard's got the team playing mm-hmm. in a very, patient manner yeah keeping the ball and the ball can be on the right wing and all of a sudden it can land back with McGregor you know the possession of the ball mm-hmm. I think that's helped us that there's been no one in the stadium because right. you know as well yeah. as I do yeah yeah 75,000 people are Ibrox and you get the ball in the right wing and you don't <laughs> put it in the box <laughs> for your two strikers <laughs> there'll be there would be horrific there'll be chaos going on you know what I mean so I think that's helped in a lot of ways that the 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 
you know, there hasn't been a crowd there, if I if I can say that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I just that's my that's my gut feeling uh-huh. that people would would try things and do things that they wouldn't do with fifty five thousand people there. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say, you know. I think that's helped that helped us a lot this season, away from home as well, and also was um, had the opposite effect on Celtic. Yes, you know? I think that you know that's happened. So things fell into place for us, but don't take anything away from the team. The yeah. team, the team mm. have been the team have been sensational, you yeah, know, because there was there was huge pressure. I find this title this season. And the one when I was uh, when I was a captain, when we were going for nine in a row, that was yeah. my most pressurized season was it really? I've ever had in football. Yeah, it was it was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was just it was, you know, people said, "Oh, you were crying when you got the trophy." I said that was relief. It wasn't tears <laughs> of joy. That was tears of relief that we actually got there because I I didn't think anyone I don't think anyone thought we no. would get. We would manage to get nine I, championships. I said I'd go quiet. I, I can't because I have to. For those no, who don't. perhaps don't know, uh, you, you were matching yes. what Celtic had previously done, which was nine in a row, wasn't it? So you yes. you had yes. to get the ninth. I mean that that was just a given. Yes. You couldn't fall short. I, I said to Andy Richard before you no. joined us that both clubs have ten. I don't mind that. You know, I I, I think that's probably fair. Um, have nine, Richard. Nine, nine. Yeah, yeah, that, that, nine, yeah that's what I'm saying. That, 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 that ni- yeah, that neither has gone to ten, Andy. That's what I'm saying. So no. yeah, I, yeah. You know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think that should always continue to be the case. But uh, of that nine, Richard, what? Uh, okay, that was the relief of getting over the line. But um, you, you mentioned him. No, we 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 can't have a conversation without Gaza. What what did he contribute to those years? <laughs> <laughs> well, he came in. I think the last, uh, the last three. You know, first of all, when we kicked off, when we kicked off, Richard, you know, Andy was part of that as well. You yes, don't forget of that. You know, we had, we had, we had Terry Butcher, we had Chris Woods, we yeah. had Ray Wilkins, we had Trevor Gary Francis. Stevens, we had Trevor Stephen, we had Trevor, well, Trevor Francis even in the beginning. Trevor has gone at the six of the England players playing in our team when we kicked off on on that, you know, in 89, 89, 90. So we had six of the English team actually yes. playing for, for for Glasgow Rangers, if you think of it like that. So that's how good, that's how strong our squad was then. And then it went on. By the time we got to about six or seven, Richard, we started thinking, hmm, there's a we've got a chance here, by the way. If we if we can hold our nerve, we've got a chance to to match. Because no one thought we would match Celtics, um, you know, you know, Billy McNeil's team, mm-hmm. you know, which was a fantastic team, which won the European Cup. And back in the day, and they 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 dominated the Scottish football. No one thought anyone would that would happen again, but we put ourselves in a position to do it, and we managed to get there. Um, Gascoigne coming um, <laughs> just gave us a wee edge. Gascoigne and Loudrup, we got special players. You know, like, you know the last three or four titles, um, and it just helped us over the line. I mean, Gascoigne was a player uh-huh. that could win games by himself. You know, he's one of those few players that can could do that. You know, and what made him such a great fit for the for our dressing room at the time? We had a fantastic dressing room, which was part of the reason why we why we managed to 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 win as many trophies as we did. But he fitted in well because he wanted to yeah. work hard. Mm-hmm. He and he was he was a worker. He wanted to tackle. And I told him, you know, I told him and Lauder. Don't you two tackle anyone. We'll get you the ball. We've got McCall. We've got yeah. Ferguson. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. We've got myself. Yeah. We've got... Don't get injured. We'll get you the ball. Don't get injured. Don't get injured because the boys are trying to hurt you up there. You know, mm. so we'll, we'll, you know, just you get yourself spare. As soon as we get it, we'll try and find you. Then you can do your damage. You know, and Gascoigne did that on numerous occasions. I mean, it's who was funnier? Gazza or Koisty? Who was what? Who was the funniest in the dressing room? Gazza or Koisty? <laughs> well, <of course. laughs> well, Gaza was Gaza was mad funny. Gaza was Koisy was funny. Koisy was funny. Just funny, funny. Gascoigne was mad funny. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I always tell people the story. I've never seen a more generous person in my life than, than Paul Gascoigne. You know what? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got down. I've gone down streets with him in Glasgow, and he, there'll be a tramp in the in the street, and I'll go in and get my shrapnel out my pocket and give him. <laughs> You know, a few a few pound coins or whatever is in my pocket. Chris, you've changed. Shrapnel. 
<laughs> I know, exactly. And Gascoigne would go in his pocket and give him, you know, £500, whatever he had, whatever he had on him. He would just give it to him. And I'm like, Paul, you can't do that, you know? And he said, God, he needs it more than I do. <laughs> See, I, I think was, that's wonderful. I was like, Honestly, you know, I yeah, think no, that's wonderful. So, you know, I was wondering, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I tell people that story, you know, and I've seen it with my own eyes. I wouldn't believe it until, unless I'd seen it. Mm. And I've seen that, you know. And he's just a, he was a, he was he just a, he was, he was great for the dressing room. He was really, he was really good, you know. So we're also judgmental as well, I, I, Richard. I firmly I'm so- believe. Go on. I'm sorry, I firmly believe when we were going for the ten. I'd gone away, Richard. I'd left to go to America because I thought I was like I was like you, but nine nine. <laughs> I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm delighted with that. Then I came back for ten. Ten was easy. The ten going for the tenth was easy because I came back because we had we'd matched the night. So for the ten, and we should have got the ten. It was just our own fault. We just never got over the line at the end. Um, we 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 dropped some some really stupid points. But Gascoigne left to go to Middlesbrough. Um. A month before the end of that season. Oh dear. Uh, and um, we got like four million pounds for him. And I think he was struggling at the time. He was struggling at the time. And I think, uh, you know, the chairman and, and Walter at that time just yeah, said, you know, yeah. we're not going to get this money again. Four million pounds for him. Yeah. You know? But I think, I think he could have helped us a wee bit along the way. Yeah, you know, such... those games that you had to win. Yeah. Yeah. The, wee, the wee special moments that you, you could always produce. Maybe he couldn't have, but it was always going to be that. Of course, I mean, gosh. Goffey, let me ask you, Keezy and I were talking about it before we brought, we got you on here, bringing it up to yeah. date, bringing it round to Stephen Gerrard now. And we were talking about, yeah. can we can, can we keep Stephen Gerrard? Can we give him the tools? Can we fulfil his ambitions as a coach? What do you think? I don't think so, Andy, um, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, we said that. You know, I, I, I think it's a stepping stone for him. Um, if you can go... To, uh, to be fair, any of the Glasgow clubs would do well. You know, it's uh, you'll uh, you know the the pressure in those two clubs are, is incredible. That you've got to win every game, um, and managing managing the two clubs would be very difficult as well. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be clubs looking at him, and I and I think not only English clubs have been looking at Steven Gerrard now because he's did very well in Europe. Mm, yeah. He's punched well above his weight in Europe. Um, so. I think um, he's had three years at Rangers now. Yep, yep. Um, what a what a great learning curve. What a great learning curve for him mm-hmm. as, as a person. I'm in touch with in regular touch with him. I send him a little mm-hmm. message before games, and he's so professional. Andy, he just comes yes, back to me all the time. Thank you very much, Richard. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you. You know, just you know, just mm-hmm. he's just he's just a class act. Yeah, yes. You know, I tell people that he's. Um, any time I'm you know, over in Glasgow, well, I normally go as an ambassador of the football club. I go back there normally five times a year. This year's been hard, um, but um, he's he's great. Anytime he says, "Goffy, you just come up to the training ground. You come just come watch training. Come do what you want." You know, he's 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 different class, but he's different class. So I think he'll be getting looked at by the big premier yes, by yeah. the big premier yeah. clubs. And he's done well. And if he can, if you can do well, if you can do well, if you can do well at Glasgow Rangers, yeah, you can do well at any club. Well, I think Brendan Brendan Rogers is an example, is he, Coffee? A you can't. Uh, sorry, Andy. I mean, I've, got, I've kind of got my eye on the clock here. So, oh, right. sorry, uh, a one right. word, a one okay. word answer is probably yes. But listen, uh, two things. One, I just wanted to say about Gaza. Um, we're all so judgmental. Yeah. Uh, the fellow's not a drunk. Yeah. He has an illness, and unfortunately, he has been haunted by that illness. But mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. also like to add one of the greatest talents I've ever seen on a football pitch, and as a person, unique. That's what I would yes. say about Paul Gascoigne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So in closing, yeah. Richard, Andy and I are not necessarily football quiz fans, but I want you to help me here with this one. I want to ask Andy a couple of questions. Right. Um, okay. So right. See, see how far I get with this, Andy. Um, right. What do these players have in common? Okay. Okay. Ray right. Clements. Right. Chris Hutton. Mitchell Thomas. Stephen Hodge. Yeah. Richard all, Goff. All played for Tottenham. Gary Mabbott. <laughs> uh-huh. Clive <laughs> Allen. Right. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know where he's going with this one. I've got it. They all played in a losing FA Cup final. <laughs> they did, Andrew. Uh, yes, you're right. Paul Allen, that, 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 Chris Waddle, Glenn Hoddle, Ozzy Ardiles. Does that count as another medal for me? <laughs> you tell me, do you count losers' medals? I don't know. No. I don't. No, no. I think I, you know what, Rich. I think I had about I had about forty-two medals if I counted losers' medals. <laughs> because I always tell I always tell people that Richard, you know, nineteen winners, but I got quite a few losers' ones as well. Don't worry in, about that. Indulge you're me. The Jack Nic- you're the Jack Nicholas of football. He has eighteen majors in eighteen seconds. Yes. That's what just, just in, indulge me, Richard. I promised I wouldn't I mention got, it, yeah, you know, and yeah. I haven't. So I've, Richard, I've gone about it Richard, a different yeah, way. Here's a quick one for you. Go here's on. a quick one for you. Yeah. Keith Houchin. Yes. I played against Keith Houchin three times for Coventry. First, the two, or maybe three, maybe four times for Coventry. Uh, two in my 86, 87, and then one in the cup final. Um, and then he played for Hibs a couple of times, about two or three times for Hibs. Keith Houchin must have played six games against me. He must have scored five, at least five <laughs> in five of those occasions. <laughs> so he was my, and he's a lovely guy. He's not, he's, he wasn't the kind of Mick Harford of as a center forward. No, he was a big, no. tall boy. But he was a good. He was a nice player, a good touch, and he was good enough in the air. And he was. He was. But nothing, nothing you would say sensational about him. But no. He must have loved playing against me because he scored every time he played against me. <laughs> it was just you know like if you got a bogeyman. He was my bogeyman. He was you, my bogeyman. You know. Uh, you must have had a great view of the equaliser, but I, I, we haven't got time. To, we haven't really got time now. Yeah. But. <laughs> No, no, no. 1987, for those who don't know what we're talking about. Richard, thank you so much for spending time with us. It's been absolutely brilliant. Nope. Um, I hope we can do it again no problem, going forward. Uh, terrific. I, I, I mean, I say it every week, Andy. Um, uh, well, thank you again, Richard Goff. Um, oh, yes. uh, if you want to follow us, um, well, what do you mean if you want to? Well, I, as I said that, I paused because I thought to myself, <laughs> what am I saying? Yes, let me, exactly. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. If you're a new listener, do subscribe, yeah. share and leave a review, please. Uh, the Thanks. more stars, the better. We're very happy about that. We are available on all platforms. You can also ask your smart speaker to find us as well, which is where the conversation about Alexa started a couple of weeks ago. You can just say, oh, hold Ale- on, hold on. Alexa! No, 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 no. If I say this too loudly, she will. Alexa, play Keys and Grey on the podcast, and she will oblige. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Insta at Keys and Grey Pod. And that's it for another week. If, if, uh, there you go, there you go, she's off. There you go, she's off. If next week, Andy, everything comes together as I'm hoping, we should be talking to a Manchester City legend who became a legend at Manchester City before Manchester City had legends. City fans will love it. Okay, I've got an idea. Good luck with the op this week. We'll talk next Friday. Okay then, pal. Talk to you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 